Are you a Christian in real estate wanting to grow your business and your faith? then this series is for you. Here's the truth. Being a business owner and being a Christian can feel lonely. We're here to bring you into community with other like-minded business professionals who desire to grow their business and their faith also to create a faithful agent family. Through short teaching episodes around important topics for believers in the business world, prepare to be encouraged, challenged, and inspired to serve God and serve people in a community that knows you and loves you. Are you ready to be surrounded by the people who think like you, love like you, and serve like you? Then join us as we navigate being a faithful Christian in the real estate world together. Welcome back, Faithful Agents. We are so glad that you have joined us yet again for another episode in this Faithful Agent series. I am joined. I forgot to introduce them the last time we recorded. I apologize, guys. I just jumped right into a story because I talk too much. We're not surprised. All right. Well, that's rude. talked about me, You're but you person. didn't talk about Tyler at all. So. Oh, I did talk about you. That's Tyler. Yeah. I don't need to talk about that's Tyler. Fair. So that's true. we're glad that y'all have joined myself, me, Garrett Maroon, the, the big, the big, oh, and Tyler Wilson. We call him Chiseled Chin and Cody Persinger Short Shorts, which if you missed the last episode where I shared my story about short shorts, don't listen to it. All right. <laughs> no, so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's nothing you know, spiritual whatever. in that right. episode at all. It's all about <laughs> yeah, just go right. in like 10 minutes. It's just a whole episode about yeah. George George. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Today, we're going to talk about showing the Lord's heart through our work using 1 John 3, 17 to 18. But before we do that, let's do some good old Christian jokes. So what you got, Chiseled Chin? Ooh. All right. You know what? Why do they say amen at the end of a prayer instead of a women? Same reason we sing hymns instead of hers. Ayo. So we don't know the reason, but yeah. awesome. Yeah. Okay. It's, that's right. Yeah. Ooh, that's, that's funny. I doubt it. It actually keeps that was, going. That was good for you. All right. What you got, Cody? Cool. <laughs> what time of day was Adam created? A little before Eve. Mm, yeah. Sit stuff. Oh, Tyler, you that's knew my that favorite one. one I'm told. Yeah. Your face. Dude, I didn't know that one. That's great. Awesome. Okay. Now I feel like this is not going to be funny, but that's all right. <laughs> There is the story of a pastor who got up one Sunday and announced to the congregation, I have good news and bad news. The good news is we have enough money to pay for our new building program. The bad news is it's still in your pockets. <laughs> nice. Dang. That's, That's actually good. Great. Wow. That was, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was like a legit real laugh, Tyler. Yeah. Man. I, dude, I'm honored. I am honored by that. <laughs> so, all right, Cody, what you got, buddy? First John 3, 17 through 18 let's talk about how do we show god's heart right. through our work but if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need yet closes his heart against them how does god's love abide in him little children let us not love in word or talk but in deed and in truth mm-hmm. amen it's good stuff great reading mm-hmm. cool so yep. i think you know there, there's so much to this verse that has personally been affecting me about how do we take care of our brothers and sisters that are in our church family and and those pieces, but specifically today, we're going to be talking about how do we show God's heart through our work. And I think focusing on, on verse 18, little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. What does that mean? Right. I want to get into what does that mean? And how do we practically show that through the work that we're doing? What do you think, T? Let me let me jump to you first, buddy, mm-hmm. and, and get your opinion on this before I start talking. Man, it's this is what walking the walk as opposed to talking the talk is what it's really all about. My pastor or one of our pastors at church, he is just gifted in terms of his teaching. Portico Church in Charlottesville, they 
podcast sermons all online, amazing teaching there. But he says, and he kind of, he riffs sometimes in the middle of it, but he says, your talk talks and your walk talks, but your walk talks louder than your talk talks. And he fired wow. that tongue twister off in a sermon a few times. Everybody was like, whoa. And so, but it, it's not earth shattering, but the, the delivery was. But what it means is. Not your you, delivery, but his. Obviously, I was yeah, very yeah, much yeah. thinking through I'm it still, I'm still processing. Like, what is that? Okay. Yeah. Can you say it one more time? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get it now, but say it one more time. You walk talks and you talk talks, but you walk talks louder than you talk talks. Got it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was pretty yeah. smooth, right? So, but so what I think that means is about being about action, right? So we've talked over the last few months about taking action in all different facets of our spiritual life, of our professional life, of our personal life, rather than being passive. And so what does that mean as the leader of our family? What does that mean as the leader of our business? I mean, it, it requires intentional action. So it, it can mean a lot of different things. And I'm going to keep repeating taking action, but we'll, how you you can say things how many times do we when you hear somebody talking about their business talking about coaching talking about their family or even a church like about the culture right we want to talk about we want to establish a culture of giving we want to establish a culture of teamwork and team building well talking about it how many times do we hear people talk about that and then do absolutely nothing to actually change that when we want to use those big buzzwords like culture this is what the lord is speaking to right here to actually Take what you have and to give it joyfully and love in your words and or love in your deeds and in his truth rather than the words that you share. So that requires recognizing, seeing what your brother and in, in what's going on in scripture right here is if you see your brother, what does he have going on? What does he need? How do I meet that need? What's the first step in all of that is identifying, connecting, being in relationship and in community with your brothers and sisters and families in Christ so that you can find ways to serve them. So that starts, I mean, that's in every possible platform. That's what being a great teammate looks like. That's what being a great spouse looks like. That's what being a great parent looks like. But if we, if, I mean, this goes to some of the other adages we've talked about on, on the show a lot is being slow to speak and quick to listen. We're not always greater, great at that as leaders, as drivers, as people who want to make a difference and keep things moving down the field. But the differences that are truly made are in the moments when you find a need and you meet a need, when you see the full scope of what's going on in the picture, rather than just hearing the first problem and jumping immediately to resolve it and, and think that you fixed it and move on when you've left 90% of it on the table because you didn't take the time to hear everything that's going on. So it starts in terms of giving. This is the first thing that jumps out to me is a lot of different ways we can implement this, but hearing the whole picture of things, pressing into your brother, pressing into people and, and figuring out how can I give to them what they need? You know, it's interesting. I, I want your opinion, Cody. I just want to say this and confess this, you know, it's, it's easy to talk. It's hard to walk. Right. And even as a co-host of this podcast, right. You know, sometimes I feel like a an imposter like how why am i up here talking because let's be honest and and i'm sure you guys feel the same way an audience confessing to y'all i talk about this stuff all the time and we have a show a podcast that talks about this and man i'm bad at actually executing right so so i just want y'all to hear that from from my heart i know the guys agree that it's really easy to talk about these things it's really hard to go live out 
uh, what is it? Live out what it says in James 1, 22, be do, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving right. yourselves, right? Mm-hmm. I deceive myself a lot, and, and I just want to be really honest about that. But this is why we want to have these kinds of conversations, because we want to understand how do we become doers of the word and not just hearers only? So what do you think? You know, Cody, I think what's interesting, and one of the reasons I love having you on here, and I just love you as a brother, but I think you do a very good job with this from what I can tell. However, I still think it's interesting because what you should do as a believer versus what you do, even though you execute well, what you should do it, it, you know, and what you're missing out on far outweighs what you actually do, right? If we're honest, all the stuff that you're not doing that you should be, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there. And yet you do a good job according to the world standards. And I applaud you for that, but also encourage and challenge you to say, but we also got to do better. But what are some of the things as you as you process through this scripture, this verse as we're talking about it, what are some of the things that you, Cody, practically do that helps become a doer of the word, not just a hearer? Yeah, this is the whole reason that I... My, my tag for my team is serve God, serve people. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best ways that I've found, because I, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about this when, you know, when I started a business, my number one goal was to serve God doing it. Mm-hmm. And not everybody relates to that clearly mm-hmm. in, in the same way that I would. So I wanted people to see Jesus when they see my business. And when they're, you know, in business with us, they experience that. They experience something different. And it was, I, I struggled with how to present that correctly without shoving my faith down people's throats, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it being that person, I don't want to be that. I found that it's much more effective to wear your faith on your sleeve and just show Christ through your actions, as Tyler was talking about. So serve God, serve people was like, sort of let people know right away that that's who we were. And I've got a lot of good responses on that. I've got a lot of bad responses on it, mm-hmm. but that is who we are at our heart. And that's how we, we're going to, we're going to treat you. We're going to love you regardless. Mm-hmm. Don't care about anything mm-hmm. else. We're going to love you. And because of that, we have to live up to a standard. People expect you to be a certain way or imperfect. We don't always live up to that for sure, but we strive to do so. Um, I think beyond just giving money and donating things like that. We've talked on another episode about, you know, donating your time and things like that. I think it's super important being extremely intentional with your relationships and, you know, just when, 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 like the scripture talked about when a brother, you know, presents a need, how do you, how do you best, I guess, fulfill that need in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, it may not be monetarily, it, like I said, it may be money, but you have to be very intentionally based in your, in that relationship with that person. I have a, I have a friend right now that has, you know, come to me with a need and stuff like that. And like, it's not, I didn't, I didn't serve, I, I didn't serve him in the way he wanted me to, but I served him in the way that I felt called. To. And mm-hmm. I felt like, I felt like that was where my heart was. I felt like that's what God was leading me to. Mm-hmm. And I had to tell him that. And that was, it's tough, but it's the way it is. And I, I felt like, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, yeah, fulfilling those needs are, are really difficult sometimes, but but I think that's being willing to is what's most important. And, you know, God searches the heart. And so I think that's where it is, the heart posture thing. 
Hey, faithful agents, we love that you have joined us here on this show and in this podcast, and we want to continue to build the community. Go to faithfulagent.com, click join our community. We'll see you there. I think it's interesting too, you know, you talking about as someone who does it well, I think from, again, from my perspective, there's still not a lot of clarity. Like, I don't even know exactly where, what does it mean to be indeed and in truth, right? Because it's, you know, scripture is not black and white. Well, in this scenario, do this. And in this scenario, do this, right? It doesn't tell, I mean, sometimes it does, right? Mm-hmm. In this scenario, that's not what it's saying. It's giving us the the rule book and we got to figure out where to apply it and how to apply it, right? I'll share a quick story of an area that I failed it. I feel like I'm just the guy that shows up and I'm like, look at me, I suck again, you know, like which that's fine. This is, you say? this is repentance. This is the repentance session. Yeah, this this is this is the repentance podcast. That's what we should call it. It's just <laughs> me sharing all the things I'm terrible at. No, so you know, being being hearers of the word, and not just being hearers of the word, but being doers of the word. Right? You know, it makes me think about how often in church we'll be listening or the sermon or worshiping the Lord or whatever through song, and we'll say Amen, absolutely believe that, and then we leave the church and like we don't do anything. I'll mm-hmm. hear it all day. I'll talk it. You know, I'll talk about it in safe circles, but not outside of that. I remember early on in my career, I'm out showing a property to turn out to be great friends of mine. I didn't know them at the beginning, Tom and Morgan, and we're showing houses and something, I forget exactly what it was. They were unmarried at the time and, and they were looking to buy a home and they were getting ready to get married anyways, and not believers. And he says something about God and, and I, and, or Jesus, something about that. I don't, it was just some offhanded comment. And I just kind of just let it go. I didn't say anything. And I remember the next day after showing the houses, I called my pastor. I said, man, I just, I feel the weight of, I just, I just didn't say anything. Like I was afraid to bring it up, even just saying, Hey, you just said, you know, you just said, Jesus, what do you mean? Who's Jesus? Right. Just asking the question instead of being afraid of man, which is what that was, right? The fear of man kept me from saying, Hey, what do you think about Jesus? Who is that? Right. Like I went into it. uh, Let me maybe make it more clear. I often go into my relationships in the real estate world with with my clients, whatever that looks like. And I think my goal, my mission is to get them a house, right? Or my mission is to sell them a house. And I forget, admittedly, and you know, confessing, I forget that my mission ultimately is that they would know Christ, right? That's the real mission. And how do we live that out in work? That's hard, right? But that's the real mission. And I've thought and told myself often that, you know what? If we sold zero houses, but someone came to know Jesus because of the the relationship with us, praise God, that would be an amazing year. But I, you know, honest to you guys, I don't know that I believe that, right? Because I'd be like, yeah, but I got to make money and I want to have a good business, you know, and all those things. And so I'm not saying go ruin your business so that you can try to present the gospel to someone. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, what is our mission? And I forget that a lot because we get caught up in the day-to-day of what we're trying to do and get done. And we forget the mission of what's put in front of us. So I, I hope that makes sense. That story yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it does. It does. And just to continue to clarify, I mean, it's not, again, it is part of the, it's not our responsibility. It's not your your personal mission or your responsibility to change hearts. Only only the creator can Absolutely. do that, right? So we're all, just to clarify there, but in your vocation and in the, the job that you are gifted, the talents that you have, that falls under the great commission of going forth and making disciples and sharing the good news across all of creation. So good stuff. Thank you for sharing all of yeah. that. Well, it's uh, like, so real quick, it's like, you can't just go be the best baseball player. And then everyone's like, oh, 
he must believe in Jesus who died on the cross for my sins and rose again from the dead, and I need to repent of that, right? Sure. Deed and truth means be excellent, in my opinion, be excellent, mm -hmm. and tag on say something, right? right? Speak truth. So, right. sorry, T, go ahead. Yeah. And how you do it. I mean, nobody ever makes a difference in the world truly doing the same thing, right? It's the whole dead fish or swimming downstream adage. And I mean, that's a that's a motto that I've I mean, it it, it can be secular, but from a from a faith-based standpoint, you're never gonna make a difference truly for the kingdom's sake, just doing the same thing that everybody else in the world's doing. That doesn't logically make any sense. I haven't so, heard the dead fish adage. Can you tell us what that is? Oh, really? Okay. So yeah, the idea of it's even even a dead fish can swim downstream. So like even if you're completely yeah. dead in your transgressions, which we all are yeah. apart from Christ, it's easy to look the same as everything else that's going on around you in the world and just continue to go downstream in the same in the same manner. Whether you're dead or you're alive, doing the same thing as everybody else is going to get mm -hmm. you into the same place, right? Mm -hmm. Not that there's a legalistic undertone to no, that no, comment yeah. of achieving salvation, but just the direction in which you're heading, dead or alive, same path. No. Only a fish that's alive and knows the truth in the direction that he's going can swim against the current and truly make a difference. So, yeah, it, the so one of the things in talking about this whole relationship and what does it look like to serve and what does it look like to, to truly love in word and in deed? Somebody sees his brother in need, closes his heart against him. I mean, one of the most profound truths that I've heard recently, same teacher, same church. If you are in a relationship that doesn't cost you anything, it's cheap. And so to me, that doesn't mean that you have to give up everything, move out of your house, give all the stuff away. Don't hear that. But if you're in a relationship, if I'm in a relationship with my wife and I'm not giving to the point of it being uncomfortable, that it's not all about me, if I am not paying a cost to love her and serve her well joyfully, that doesn't mean it has to be painful. Don't hear me say those things. But if there is not a wager of my time spent, of my love spent, of my personal devotion and commitment to her, then the, the relationship is cheap. What does a relationship look like when you are pouring into it at a cost to you that means that I'm prioritizing this relationship over another, that I'm saying yes to this to say no to something else? I mean, when you're investing into a relationship, you invest in something to profit. If you don't invest in anything, how are you going to profit? It is a cheap or invaluable approach to do it, right? And so same thing. If you are, what does your relationship look like? If your relationship with your customers or your clients doesn't cost you anything from an energy and exertion, a, a love and intent, so right. many different metrics, then it's a cheap professional transaction. If your relationship with your church community doesn't cost you anything, if you're not giving to the people that you're pursuing Christ alongside of your time, your talent, and your treasure, then it's a cheap relationship with the body. You can use that in, in any type of situation. It doesn't necessarily, again, don't hear me say you got to give 100% of the time. We have to be poured into from the Lord so that we can give unto others, but we're called to give a, a lot more than we're called to receive. We're called to receive one thing, and that's being graced in Christ. So, but just that whole image of what a relationship looks like that comes at a cost, it, it just changed the way that I kind of approached and really put value into what joyfully giving looked like because it, it just changed the lens through which I saw that. I don't know if that makes sense, mm. but. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I mean, and I think that's one of the reasons all of us are so at such advocates for doing business relationally 
is I think one of the best ways to show your heart through your work is, is, you know, I, I think a lot of agents and I, and I talk about this a lot, a lot of the struggles that agents have to think about working by referral, working by relationship, whatever is they have to be vulnerable. Like it requires a level of vulnerability. The people want to get to know you, right? And you want to get to know them. It is not just transaction, right? It is much more than that. And as a believer, that should be our heart. I'm not saying you can only go get referrals if you're a believer. I don't mean that at all. What I am saying, though, is part of being a believer, part of showing the Lord through your work and how we serve people is by being open and vulnerable with letting them get to know who we are, right? Mm -hmm. Not always pretending to be this, you know, professional, you know, I'm not saying it's bad to be professional, but professional, got everything together. Nothing is bad. Everything's perfect. I look great every time. You know, that's not real life, right? And if we want them to know Christ, they're first going to know who we are. And we want to be open and honest. Hey, I want to get to know about your family. Cool. And then they're going to say, well, Gary, what about you? Oh, man, I've got a wife and a bunch of kids. And, you know, we go to church and this is how we spend our time, right? Like being real honest about that, being real vulnerable and open. I think it's a super important piece of then being able to love people in deed and truth because the 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 we've set the playing field even. They know who I am and I know who they are. And, and you know, you get you can get real intimate with people that you're serving because you get to see them at their worst. You see them at their best and everything in between, right? And how do we show up in those moments, I, I think, are super valuable for us to recognize um, as a representative of Christ in this world, which we are as believers. How do we show up? right? Not just in deed, but in truth as well. And I'm not saying it just means, hey, I know you just lost the house of your dreams, but don't worry. God is good and the gospel is good, right? I, I don't mean that. Now, maybe sometimes, but what I mean is, and as you said too, discipling people, right, means teaching them, encouraging them through the truth of God's word, even if they don't know it's from God's word, right? The practicality of, man, I'm, I'm so sorry you just lost it. You know, that how, how are you guys feeling? You know, blah, 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 whatever. You know, hey, I, I can trust and we know that all things, right, are going to work for the good of those who love the Lord, right? And we can trust that. That was a terrible example because you can't say that to an unbeliever. But okay, bail me out, Tyler. Nope. So scratch all of what I just said. But, but the real truth is, you know, again, being able to just teach them out of the heart and the word of what we know. And being able to disciple and encourage them in those ways, I think is super important. But Cody, man, I, I want you to take us out with the scripture. But first, I want your opinion. Again, I think you live this out pretty well. Of course, I have many flaws of your own, like we all do, but you live this out pretty well. You know, what are some real practical ways or, or practical mindset that you have going into a client relationship, right? Just give mm -hmm. us some ideas on that. Teach on that for a second. Yeah, I, I, we just try to be serving in a very selfless way and, and enter a business relationship with a client from a, a servant leadership heart and just, you know, approach it in a way that, you know, their needs to be met before ours. As we were talking, I continually thought about like Tim Tebow and the way that he represents himself and the way that he represented himself through football. It was more than football to him. Football was the last thing on his, on his, you know, kind of priority list. It was about serving God first and the relationships that he had with his teammates that I've read was just amazing. And and it was like, he was very, very good at that servant leadership type, you know, which is amazing. So I think he's just a really good example. And and I, that's when I think about my business and my team, that's the way I want to be. I want to love them in a way they don't know they need to be loved. And the same thing with our clients, serve them in a way they don't know they need to be served. And just like when people look at myself and my team, I want them to be like, 
that's different. Cody is different. And this is why serve God, serve people. Mm-hmm. That's so, good. Yep. First John three, verse seven, 17 through 18. But if anyone has the words, the, but if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against them, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. Yeah. Amen. Faithful agents, thanks for joining us once again, and we will see you next week. Hey, faithful agents, as always, thank you so much for joining us again in this podcast and on this episode. We hope that you will help us continue to build the faithful agent community by sharing this episode with your friends, by tagging us on Facebook. We hope that you will help us build this so we can serve more people and grow more faithful agents together. Go to faithfulagent.com to check out more of what we've got going on. We'll see you in the next episode.